Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Filter Watch, Small Media's monthly podcast on Iranian internet policy. I'm Kyle Bowen. We have a special episode of Filter Watch this month. This is the final episode of our first season, which began all the way back in January. So going forward, we'll take a month off, then we'll be back in December for the beginning of season two. And on a personal note, I'd like to say that this will be my last episode of Filter Watch, as I'll be handing off hosting duties to my colleague and our producer, Mo Hosseini, for season two. Mo's a researcher here at Small Media, focusing on Iranian politics and freedom of expression. Before that, he worked in both print and TV journalism for various news agencies in Iran and the UK, and he's the proud new owner of a British passport after an arduous citizenship process. Welcome, Mo. Hi, Kyle. All right, great to have you here. So we thought a good way to end this season and begin the transition to season two would be for Mo and me to have a conversation about some of the broader trends in Iranian internet policy and perhaps take a look towards the future. We'll have a longer discussion about that later in the program. But first, headlines. The app edition of Opera, an Iranian version of YouTube, has been removed from Cafe Bazaar, an Iranian version of Google Play, due to a complaint filed by Iran's state TV broadcaster IRIB. Golam Reza Jalali, director of Iran's passive defense organization, said that the Ministry of Defense and the Ministry of Industry will make special phones for Iranian officials. The new phones will aim to protect officials against cyber attacks. Filtering Committee Secretary Abdul Samad Khoramabadi stated that if authorities notice any usage of Telegram by government organizations, then action will be taken against them. Some organizations, such as the ICT ministry, have an official Telegram channel. At a press briefing at the Iran Telecom 2016 conference, ICT minister Mahmoud Vaizi announced that non-Iranian social media platforms are not allowed to advertise in Iran or use the banking systems, but the government will fully support domestic social media platforms. And that's it for news. Next up, we'll discuss some broad trends in Iranian internet policy. All right, Mo, so President Rouhani is nearing the end of his first term. His election campaign in 2013 promised an easing of restrictions on freedom of expression and a more open internet. As he prepares to launch his re-election campaign, now seems like a good time to evaluate his progress. So in terms of internet policy and freedom of expression, what would you say are his successes and where do you think he's failed? To talk about ICT sector in uh, Rouhani uh, presidency, uh, it's not really black and white. He's done a lot of work, especially Ministry of you know, ICT, and uh, of course there is a success and and he failed in few areas. I highlighted few things that I would like to talk uh, today. I would begin uh, talking about a. Uh, that he didn't let uh, Ministry of ICT block the messaging apps such as Telegram or WhatsApp, which is uh, really important for Iranian. There are 20 million Iranian uh, currently are in uh, Telegram, but on other hands, he he couldn't help and Viber and WeChat blocked so it's like he given and he taken so it's like a game uh, which is uh, we all know in Iran 
they launched a, a national information network, which they call it National Internet. And YZ said the, the project cost them 200 trillion Iranian uh, real, which is uh, 6.7 billion US dollar. And it's a lot of money, and the time-wise, they spent, I think, over 10 years to, to work on that. And it still is not clear what is this exactly. But I was talking to one of my uh, colleagues earlier um, today, and we tried to find out the phrase to explain what is mean uh, national information network for Iranian. It's like a, uh, basically, a network in an office. It's connect all the computer, you got a good network inside the office, but it's not internet. It's, 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 it's nothing to do with the internet. So this is happening in Iran. They, got a, they, they kind of build a uh, good infrastructure, but uh, it's not internet. And th- what they're trying to do is have a uh, backdoor that whenever they want it, they can shut, shut it down, say, oh, um, uh, we don't have internet or they can disconnect it from the rest of the world but uh, they can tell people well you still can use the opera you still have uh, have uh, loads of app to use you still can reach to the uh, government's website uh so it seems like there are some serious concerns about shoma from uh, internet advocates how do they convince people that this is a good thing it's it's pretty simple the selling point is we give you better better speed and with a better price so user now saving money and in the fact they get into a upload so quickly they happy this is the, this is a whole thing like they say cheaper and better speed so this is a kind of simple uh, so faster speed lower prices but only for the uh, the content that the government wants you to access yes exactly uh, that's a really really good overview a lot to unpack there so uh, sort of a mixed reviews for Rohani on on the plus side he prevented blocking of some messaging apps like WhatsApp um, and also expanded 3G and 4G licenses but on the other hand it seems like there was a strong commitment to the development of the national information network which could lead to uh, the restriction of internet access particularly during partic- uh, politically sensitive periods um, so if I could follow up on the point about um, the expansion of 3 and 4G license and more generally what it means for the sort of business climate in post-sanctions Iran. Recently, I think we've seen several Western companies, uh, mobile phone companies in particular, getting involved in the market. So there was a story in the New York Times about AT&T and Rytel uh, forming an agreement. Um, uh, Vodafone and Orange also seem to be interested in the Iranian market. So what's your take on um, the Iranian telecoms market and what the role of uh, foreign investment or western companies will be in that going forward it's really good market it's so tasty like and they would love they would love to join uh, iran's uh, market a number of the youth growing so fast they love internet they love communication and uh, and so and the government understand that like the, the way and the fact um, Rohani's government hasn't blocked the uh, Telegram and WhatsApp it's mean it's mean a lot and and they don't they don't want to lose uh, those supporter for the next election. Um, so could you give us some examples? Who's coming? Who's interested to come to Iran's market? 
There are lots of big big name and company like Vodafone, AT&T, Samsung and Ericsson and uh, even the Swedish uh, Swedish government uh, they are they said they are keen to join Iran's ICT market and uh, and even recently uh, Swedish company bought uh, uh, 7.83% of Digicola which is uh, its a similar version of Amazon in Iran and it's doing really well for 6 million uh, euro so change happening and the move is happening but really slow I believe the movement takes its time, but it's happening. They might uh, wait till the next election and see uh, what's the atmosphere in, in inside the country and who win the next election. Um, but yeah, we see. Okay, and so that brings me nicely to the sort of last thing I wanted to ask you about, and I sort of let off with it a little bit, is that I think it's in May coming up that there will be, Rouhani will have this re-election. And we saw there was some noise made about Ahmadinejad possibly being involved, but he's been sidelined by the Supreme Leader. Um, some articles are now suggesting that Rouhani looks good to win this election. Um, what's your take on the upcoming election? Do you like Rouhani's chances? Well, I think he has a good chance to become president again. Um, of course, he left the sanction on Iran. He's gone and signed a deal with a big, you know, a big airplane maker like uh, Airbus and uh, Boeing. So, of course, people want change, and he's he's the only um, options available on the table. Uh, I think he's he has a pretty good chance, and the fact the parliament would be behind, uh, would support him and that give him a lot of power in the next uh, election. Yeah, so so that happened um, in the, the most recent parliamentary elections that there were some gains for, for more moderate and reformist types. Um, and so it looks like if Rouhani does win that re-election, then he will have probably a more favorable parliament. Do you think that means that, that there'll be a more legislative push for more um, internet, uh, like more internet openness kind of uh, policies? Well, it's too early because it's not an old, not belong to parliament. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, Rouhani's uh, cabinet. It's at the end of the day, it's a supreme leader would say yes or no. Mm -hmm. So we, we would wait and see uh, what is the outcome. And uh, I'm pretty hopeful that um, there would be some good change. Well, so yeah, that gives us something to look forward to. And it seems like maybe slowly, but surely it seems to be moving in the right direction. Okay, we're going to leave it there. Most thanks so much for talking to us today. Thanks. Thanks for having me. In our last segment, we'll look at a few interesting statements from Iranian politicians and ICT policymakers. Amir Hossein Davoi, Deputy of Technology and Innovation in the ICT Ministry, said there is no plan to move Telegram servers inside Iran. He went on to point out that Iran's priority is to develop domestic messaging applications. Filtering Committee Secretary Abdul Samad Khoramabadi said that all the social media networks active in Iran are developed and operated by the Zionist regime. Former Iranian Minister of Defense General Ahmad Vahidi said the government should control social media and should create the infrastructure to build domestic social media platforms. He was speaking at the Geopolitical Conference of Cyberspace. 
And that does it for this last episode of this season of Filter Watch. You can download previous episodes as well as today's show on iTunes or SoundCloud. Remember to visit us online at smallmedia.org.uk and follow us on Twitter at small underscore media. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening.